Hello, and welcome <laughs> back to our podcast, Mysterious Anything, with Sam and Joe. <laughs> I can't be that serious, let's be real. Okay, so this is going to be episode two of Dose. our podcast. Episode two. Um, I'll give you the update what's happening on our podcast. We have 17 plays, hell Ooh. yeah. That's actually much more than I thought we'd get. And we are currently available on six platforms. You heard that correct. Six platforms, everybody. <laughs> that, those include Anchor. <laughs> Let's just act like we have like a shit ton of followers. Okay, got it. So today's episode is sponsored by um, HelloFresh. Uh, use be. our code MysteriousAnything234 <laughs> to just get kidding, $5, $5 off. Oh, we are kidding? Oh, shoot. I wish. That would be nice, though. <laughs> Okay, but our available platforms are Anchor, Breaker, which I've never heard of Breaker, but Google Podcasts, Anchor Breaker, Pocket Casts, um, Radio Public, and of course Spotify. Um, and then, of course, you can follow um, our Instagram account uh, at Mysterious Anything. We post a lot of updates on there. Uh, a lot, like three. <laughs> well, I mean, like... It will be become a lot the more we have to actually, yeah. like, say. Well, because now we're going to be posting when this episode comes out, obviously. Yeah, so that, that'll probably... If you're following it, there's, like, 20-someone people who are, so hell yeah for them. Like but they'll get to know in, like, about an hour that we're going to post a, a video. I'll probably post it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so they get a, a heads up, and also they get to know, like, certain things about like if we want to do like a episode of tell us your scary stories yeah yeah and also um on our instagram if there's any like like i have some photos i know joe has some photos that go along with her story this week um if we remember we will we're gonna post them on instagram just so you can see them because yeah if you want to follow along with the story and see what we see yeah might be a little creepy Oh, we should have put, like, a candle for, like, the ambiance. Oh, we should have. Here, I have one right over there. Okay, go get your candle. I'll um, entertain them. Uh, now that she's gone, let's I'm talk literally about it. Right no, over you're here. not. They don't need to know that. Bro, how many of the same candle do you have? This is not the same candle. <laughs> it looks the same. It smells almost the same, but this one, instead of autumn wreath, it is red apple wreath. <laughs> They're different. Be careful when you put yeah, the Yeah, um, I'll put it here. Cool. Sorry if there's loud noises. She's currently touching everything on the table. Well, I gotta move the fucking tissues from the open goddamn plane. Okay, but what if we want to start a fire? If I burn down this apartment, my landlord will not be pleased. Unless we burn him with it. Okay, then. You're being violent. She said that, not me. No proof. We, we sound the same. No proof. Okay, I'm back in place and I'm ready to go. So, anything else you want to mention? Uh, well, no. Nothing really. Do you have anything you need to mention? Anything happen in your life spooky? No, but I feel like it would be cool to do something special for Halloween with the podcast. Ooh, that would be fun, yes. So I'm thinking we'll have to brainstorm some ideas, which I just wanted to, because if I say it on the podcast, then we have to actually do it, because <laughs> I can't make a liar out of us, so. Unless we just edit it out. Yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> because Halloween is on a Saturday, and I want to start posting on Saturdays, because um, I don't, we posted the last one on Friday. But, but we record a lot on Fridays. Yeah. But, so I think I'll post it tomorrow, because I'll probably go through and see if this needs any editing, because we didn't edit the last one at all, either. Yeah. 
I and then I'll be better it. to keep it real. Mm-hmm. I'll just go through and make sure there's nothing that's like goofy. But and yeah. then we could do something like exciting for yeah. the Halloween episode. You guys should go either on Instagram or any sort of platform that you follow us on. Mostly Instagram because that's what we really use a lot. That's the only platform I've made like for this for the podcast in and of like it's specifically. Oh yeah, yeah, because you were having trouble with all the others. <clears throat> yeah, they were giving you trouble. Yeah, I'm trying to make a Facebook, but I'm having issues. Like for whatever reason, it's not from when to like take the email, so I might have to make another email. We'll have to see. See, but uh, if we do, we'll post on Instagram of all the accounts information yes. and everything on everything but go comment on instagram posts or dm us ideas that you want us to do for halloween or just suggestions for yeah. anything story suggestions anything or yeah. if you just want to chat because we're lonely yeah <laughs> i wasn't gonna say that out loud but that'll be the whole internet the truth. it's just the truth <laughs> the whole area are 17 friends that aren't aren't even my friends like but i know like for a fact like one of my friends listened. Kyle Warren, if you're listening, I know you're going to listen because you're my good bud. And then um, Dylan's family, I know, listened. So. I have no idea if any of my friends listened. I know that Molly, shout out, she listened to like the first half, I know for sure. That's pretty good. That's more than I could stand listening to us. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I have to come on. <coughs> Rude. Sorry, it's 2020. What else do you expect of me? Oopsies. Okay, let's uh, get into you it. You want to start your story? Yeah, I'll start. So okay, I'm excited. Yeah, so today I'm doing a story. Uh, <clears throat> it's a true crime, and it's titled The Girl in the Box. The Girl in the Box. I think I've never heard of this. Uh, it was very popular and publicized, but I've never heard of it. But uh, it's pretty good. So we start out with a woman named Colleen Stan. I will refer to her as Stan throughout the whole story just because... Her name sounds familiar to another person. So if you hear Stan, I'm talking about the main female okay. in uh, my story, even though it's not a character. You know what Thanks I mean? Thanks for the clarification. I'm so, I, see, I can't even speak. Thank you for the clarification. I'm a little slow when it comes to names like that. Yeah, like no, I get it. It's just I didn't realize until I was completely done writing this that I used last names because they're easier. I do too because they're usually easier to spell, which it's kind of odd, but... But yeah, so uh, I refer to her as Stan, even though Stan is a man's name. That's her last name. Well, that is a figment of society. There's no such thing as a gendered name. That Your is baby true. can be named whatever it pleases, you pleases, true. whatever. True. Hence, Sam and Joe. <laughs> They're wow. both male. We both have two names. Ow. That kind of hurt. Um, that was us giving a good old handshake moment. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, so I yeah. got distracted being a, a, a radicalized liberal. My bad. They're gonna call me a snowflake, Joe. You can't see, but she's also wearing a fuck racism sweatshirt right now. It is. It says it's all black and just says fuck racism in all caps. So. And yeah, I feel like. And I have Chihuahua leggings on. Oh yeah, and fluffy socks. And penguin fluffy socks. So if that tells you anything you need to know about me. <laughs> okay, but back to the sorry, story. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so Colleen Stan was born December thirty first, nineteen fifty six, in Oregon. Um, on the 19th of May in 1977, so when she was 20-something, I think it was 
Yeah. When she was in the 20s. Mid-20s. I didn't write it down. I'm not going to do the math in my head because I'm lazy. You just put yourself on the spot there, Joe. I really did. But in her 20s, she decided to hitchhike all the way from Oregon to California, which is about 600, 700 miles, <clears throat> to visit her friend for her birthday and surprise her. So um, she was picky about who she was going to choose to ride with on her hitchhiking adventure, which is good. Being cautious is good because... Did you just hear that knocking, I also too? heard that knocking, and okay. that's why I repeated myself, because I kind of had an internal panic attack. Yeah, like, I, I highly doubt the mic picked it up, but there was definitely just, like, a knock, 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 knock. Yeah. Coming from, like, the kitchen, like, bathroom area. Where there is no other people. Uh, I hope it was just your cat. No, I think that I have demons here. Anyway. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, she was picky about who she chose to ride with, so she already denied a couple of people earlier. So she was more than halfway. She only had about two hours left of her journey. And um, she... Oh, wait. No, I think I have heard about this. Okay. Sorry. Just keep it to yourself. <laughs> you goddamn like, ruined my story. I, just <laughs> I won't spoil. Oh, my God. I keep going. Okay. This is... Uh, that just ruined my whole thing. <laughs> I'm sweating now. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm sweating, too. <laughs> I'd open the window, but that'd be way too loud. Yeah. So, uh, a young couple pulled over with um, their baby. So, it was a man driving with a woman, and they had a baby on the woman's lap. And uh, Stan thought that they were safe, because, you know, it's a man and a woman, which is, is likelier to not have, you know. Yeah, like, women feel safer around women, women and children. Yeah. Just so, she felt safe, so she got in. Um, they drove for a little bit, and they didn't talk, like, at all, which she didn't find unusual because they didn't know each other, so she didn't find it suspicious at all. Um, by the way, the couple's name was Janice and Cameron Hooker. Hooker. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's why I don't refer to her as Colleen, because Colleen and Cameron kind of sound alike. Yeah, that's very similar. I would definitely get that mixed so, up. So, yeah. You I just call, call Stan and Hooker. That's what I do. Okay. Uh, except I call uh, Janice and Cameron by Janice Hooker, Cameron Hooker, because they have the same last name, you know, because they're married. So, uh, during the car ride, she kind of got a creepy feeling from Cameron Hooker, who was driving, because he kept looking in, like, the rearview mirror and, like, from her words, checking her out. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, she was kind of like, mm, that's kind of icky. A sus. Yeah, a little sus. So, but she just kind of thought, whatever, and... Uh, they pulled over at a gas station to go potty, you know, a little tinkle tinkle. And while Stan was in the bathroom, she had a voice in her head saying that she should just jump out the window and run. And she didn't know why she had this voice in her head, but she decided to ignore it. Which, <clears throat> girl, you don't ignore those things. Silly, mischief. Silly, silly. Um, but yeah, so she ignored it, got back in the car, and... They kept driving, and soon... And she was never seen again. Um. Oh. That was... <laughs> Damn, Sam, you I'm just kidding. Uh, so, uh, Cameron Hooker decided to... He turned down a secluded road that led to the middle of nowhere, and he stopped the car, he turned it off, and the woman and the child got out of the car. And he suddenly jumped in the back seat... And held a knife to Stan's throat. Typical. Yep. Classic. Classic. Uh, it was a pretty big knife. Like they showed a picture of it. It was it was pretty thick. So like a like a, almost like a machete you'd say. Um, like a small machete. It was like like that thing. Yeah, it was like, That's like about a foot long. Okay. 
Okay. I mean, I've also never seen a machete in person. Machetes are kind of like, I feel like they're like two, three feet I feel like they're like arm length. No, I feel like maybe like half of an arm, maybe a little more. Like three quarters. Three quarters of an arm. Why are we discussing the length of a machete? Because it is very important to the story, Jocelyn. It's not a machete. (laughs) Whatever. It was a big knife. And he held it to her throat. And he asked her, uh, are you going to do what I say? Stand out of fear for her life. Sorry, you just itched your throat. It <laughs> is <that> not allowed. <laughs> I get itchy sometimes. Jesus. You itched your throat, and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm itching my throat. <laughs> Pretty fucking <laughs> self-explanatory. <laughs> and uh, whew, Stan said, yeah, in fear for her life. She'll do whatever he says. So then he blindfolded her, gagged her, and handcuffed her in the backseat. If anyone tries to gag me, I'll just start drooling everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I literally, like, I can't even, like, like rest my head, like, slightly tilted with my mouth open and not drool. <laughs> oh I don't even, God, I don't know. Sam. Not allowed. Oh, not allowed. Just say, I'm sorry, man. You can't gag me. I will <laughs> drool I'll everywhere. I'll drool all over your fucking backseat of your minivan. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, so then they're both in the backseat and, sta- sorry, not Stan. Cameron Hooker just looks over at this little box in the seat next to them. Now, during the whole car ride, Stan didn't really take notice of this box because it was just a little box. It was probably about, like, two by two, I'm assuming. Uh, it wasn't big. It had Like hit- a shoebox. Uh, it, was, it was bigger than a shoebox because okay, so it was, like, an actual okay. square. And I'll, I'll show you a picture of this box soon because it is important. Check it out on the Instagram. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> uh, so there were hinges on it, but she didn't really think anything weird of it at, in the moment. Um, but obviously now she's blindfolded. She can't really see what he, uh, Cameron is doing. So Cameron takes the box, and we there is a hole in the bottom of the box. Perfect size for a neck. The box fits over Stan's head, and they lock it. So Stan's head is now in this box. Hence why we call her the girl in the box. I actually just watched <clears throat> a Criminal Minds episode of, you know, this is going to spoil Criminal Minds maybe a little bit if you don't know, so pause for like a second, I guess, or skip like 30 seconds in, but Morgan's like cousin, who was like oh, kidnapped, yeah? I just saw that episode where like they had her head in a box and everything. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it's like just like how you say like the head. Yeah, the, I'm about mm-hmm. to show you a picture show of the me. box. So sorry if this makes a noise because <clears throat> I'm about to lift my computer up. But as you can see, there's a hole in the box where yeah. that neck would go, and there's hinges that lock. So those little things at the top by the uh-huh. hole, those lock so she couldn't take it off. It, it, it's, it's frightening because it's – I don't have any pictures of it being opened, but I did see a video of the try of, a, like, of someone trying to like open it and show you how it worked, and it was like – it was like intense. It was like soundproofing, like mm-hmm. stuffed with like crap. Like it was like claustrophobic. Yeah. Intense. It was bad. But yeah, so she was sitting in the back seat with that box on her head, blindfolded, gagged, and uh, handcuffed. They sat in the back seat. She sat in the back seat <clears throat> all the way until they drove to the couple's house, which was I don't know where because they move a lot. So I. Didn't write down the address. Well, they seem like criminals, so it seems pretty, like, moving would be pretty frequent with Yeah, them. they move a lot. <clears throat> but uh, they drove all the way back to the couple's house, and uh, when they got to the couple's house, uh, Cameron Hooker got out of the car and took Stan all the way to the basement. 
where he made her stand on like do you know like a ice box is mm-hmm. so he made her like do stand. I, know a, uh, I know what an ice box is joe <clears throat> not like a fridge i'm yes like an ice box okay like in your garage like ice box i think we're talking about like two different things <laughs> how many t- how many different ice okay boxes i'm just gonna call it a box okay so it was just like a big box I don't know. They said it was an icebox. I wrote... The details don't matter. Details. Shmeetails. <laughs> but like. so he made her stand on a box and took her hands and attached them to hooks on the ceiling. Then, with no warning at all, ripped the box out from underneath her. So she was hanging by her her wrists. Oh my God, that would hurt. Yes. She, her wrists were They're very physoched. damaged. They were damaged. I feel like arthritis for like... Life, baby. <laughs> Life. But, like, really bad. Yes. But he only did this after he took off all of her clothes. Mm, so she nice. was naked, hanging with a box on her head. That's really classy. Yeah, it was really classy. Um, so uh, as soon as he pulled the box out from underneath, underneath her, she started screaming. Obviously, like, yeah. you're, of course, pain, first of all, but... She started screaming, so Cameron took a whip and started whipping her, yelling at her to shut up, and she did, because she was, you know, scared. So now she was just hanging there, crying, and uh, he proceeds to torture her throughout, for hours, the rest of the night, until he decides that he's done, where he leaves her just sitting there with a box on her head, no clothes, bound, and she's just the whole night. She's just sitting there, cold. And, uh, yeah, that's how, like, the routine kind of goes. He he tortures her and does stuff. Yeah. So, after four days um, of her being missing, no one knew she was missing. Because her family knew that she was going to hitchhike to California. But her friends didn't know she was going to California. Yeah, so we're not even expecting her. There was no communication at all. So, But after, like, four days, people were kind of like, her roommates were like, yo, where is she? It's kind of been a while. She said she was going to be back kind of like around now. So they contacted the parents. The parents hadn't heard from her. Nobody has heard from her. So the parents decided to do their own search because the police, they had no leads because this was like 700, 600 miles mm-hmm. of, of <clears throat> anywhere she could be. The police had nothing. So the parents just started driving the route that she hitchhiked to try to find her. They searched cities, but they had nothing. Um... Yeah, but uh, so that whole time Stan was left blindfolded and naked for uh, like the whole time, every 24 hours a day. But 23 of the 24 hours a day, she was left in a coffin-like box. So she was basically not like buried alive, but she was in a box all day, every day. And for about one hour a day, she would get out. She would probably eat and drink and then get tortured and put back in the box. That was, like, their whole routine. Yeah, okay. And that went on for months. Months? Months. Nobody found her anywhere. And the couple, they they lived their normal lives like nothing was wrong. Cameron went to work, and the woman, I already forgot her name because I don't talk about her until later. Uh... Janice, that's her name, Janice. Sorry. Cameron went to work. Janice stayed home with the baby. And, they just, and nothing was wrong. Like, you know, they were just living their life. 
except you know having a woman in their basement yeah you know like torturing somebody holding them hostage yeah you know just Everyone, like the family, the friends, they were all so confused about her disappearance because she just vanished. Like, they had no idea where she was. And after eight months, eight months of the same routine, being locked in a box, being tortured, being naked, no one knew anything about her. But after eight months, Janice Hooker, the woman let her take off her blindfold so she hasn't been able to see for eight months now don't anybody go calling her a hero (laughs) like she said it's been eight months yes janice hooker let her take the blindfold off and then cameron came home and cameron saw that the blindfold was off and and beat the shit out of both no 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 okay i mean not that we know of (laughs) could have but uh cameron gave stan a contract out of he like went over to this little like this is so freaky because this is exactly like the episode of criminal minds i watched literally they probably it's definitely yeah but But, uh so oh my god i just remembered what happens in the rest of like that episode yeah sorry yeah they definitely did but like um so he went to this like little like cupboard in the basement where he kept all of his pornography and stuff, and it was, like, BDSM, like, massively, like, torture-filled BDSM, and pulled out this contract and handed it to her, and it was a contract to become a sex slave, and he said that if she didn't sign it, then there would be consequences, because he was part of a company, I put in air quotes, because, like, I don't know why they call it a company, but it was a group of people... Who had sex? That's exactly. Uh, They said if she didn't sign the contract, then they would kill her whole family and her. And if she tried to run away, they would kill her whole family and kill her. So she signed the contract uh, out of fear. Yeah. So uh, the contract said that Stan had to give her full being to any and all desires of the master. So she was a sex slave. Mm -hmm. That's period. <laughs> period queen so yeah after signing the contract stan was treated slightly better now emphasize slightly it was because she's a sex slave so like yes. how good can it really get oh sorry i didn't silence my phone Ugh, so it's anya tell anya to suck a toe <laughs> she hates feet she would never i know exactly but uh it was slightly better the only thing that was like better is she uh what she was still being able to I can't speak. (laughs) The only thing that was better is she was allowed to wear clothes now. But she was still kept in the box 23 out of 24 hours of the day. She was still blindfolded, still tortured, but now she was able to wear clothes every once in a while. Yeah. So after a year from her abduction, so it's been a year. No one has found her. No one, she didn't run away, nothing. A year. The family decided to move into a mobile home and to take the box contraption and put it in the mobile home where there's limited space, they decided to put it underneath the couple's waterbed. So not only did this poor woman get trapped in a box, but now she heard every moment of the couple's sex lives. And they did have another child, 
So you know that there was something going on. That poor, poor Stan. Well, you know they're freaks because they have a fucking sex slave, Jocelyn. <laughs> no, yeah. But, like, honestly, like, no, that'd be a bad... Plus, like, water beds, like, I don't like them. Yeah. Bad vibes. Bad vibes. It's a waste of water. That's true. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, since it's been a year, they were kind of, like, not as much, like... Sh- they're overconfident in the fact that nothing's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Because... And so they're kind of like, oh, like, it's fine. Like, we've threatened her. Like, we, it's been a year. We're not going to get caught. We can do really whatever you want. Like, fuck it. Literally, yeah. So now she does chores for them. Like, cleans up their dishes. And she takes care of the children, because now there's two children. And things like that. She does chores. And right after she does her chores, she goes back into her box. Um, and at this point, Cameron Hooker was building what he likes to call his dungeon. Um where he was going to keep Stan and all the other women he planned on kidnapping. And not only was he building a dungeon, but he made Stan help build the dungeon. That's like being forced to dig your own grave. Literally. And in 1880, so this was four years after the kidnapping. So they keep doing the same routines like over and over. What year did you say this was? 1880. I thought this was the 1900s. It was. It's okay. 1980. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm just like. No, 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 no. I just like I heard it and I was like, I, I was like, fuck. I've been thinking about this like in more modern like terms and modern ways. And I was like, this actually happened in the 1800s. Totally revisualized my entire story in my head. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm just stupid. No, it's fine. No, I can't read eights and nines from apart from each other. I'm. I can't read. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I'm illiterate. <laughs> oh God. So, in 1980, so this was four years after being kidnapped. Four years. Four oh whole years. Stan uh, was allowed to call her family because Cameron trusted her, apparently. Uh, he felt he had control over her. So, Stan, but uh, Stan still had this thought of the company in the back of the head. That the company was yeah. always watching and hearing everything that mm-hmm. her and because the family Because people do. will try to say that, that this was like Stockholm Syndrome. No, she was being threatened. Her life was being threatened. Her family's life was being threatened. Because yeah. that's the one thing that pissed me off about the Criminal Minds episode is that they had played it up to be Stockholm Syndrome, like a really, really, really severe case of it because... And the version of that in the episode, it was like eight years they were together. And I'm like, no, that was not Stockholm Syndrome. They were threatening to murder her and her whole family. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a difference. Totally. But, so she called her family, and Stan's youngest sister, Bonnie, answered. And Bonnie was, like, befumbled. Because uh, they all thought, like, 90% of their family thought that she was dead. Because mm-hmm. she's been gone for four years, so it was a huge shock. Um, they Bonnie asked, like, what's wrong? Are you, like, what happened? Where are you? Are you Are you okay? But Stan only said that she was all right, and she missed them. Like, she didn't give any details or anything, because she thought that the company was listening and would kill them. Uh, But, yeah. So, Cameron uh, saw that... um, (coughs) Sorry, the coffee. (laughs) Uh, Oh, we should get coffee after this. There's a coffee place in the road. Oh, yeah. Coffee. Okay. (laughs) Right after we're done talking about murder and, and kidnapping and ghosts and serial killers and things like that. That's all you need in life, really. Yeah. A little bit of drama. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Cameron, after uh, having Stan with her for so long, with him for so long, decided, like, he, like, trusted her and stuff like that. Like, 
He's like, oh, she's mine, you know? So Cameron decides to let Stan go visit her family in person. Uh, of course, Cameron came along, because why not? Mm-hmm. So it was Cameron and Stan. Cameron introduced himself to Stan's family as her boyfriend. They all believed them. And so you might be wondering why Stan's family isn't like, where the fuck have you been for four years? And yes. why have we not heard from you? Except yes. that one time you called the aunt or whatever. Exactly. It was uh, her sister. Her sister. Oh, sister. You're good. They thought that she joined willingly a like, like a, a cult. cult. And they were worried that if they pushed her, then she would run away again. And like they, she wouldn't contact them. And so they just wanted her to contact yeah, them. Yeah, and that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. And so uh, Cameron then made up a line that he was going to a convention to let uh, Stan have the time with just her family. So Stan only spent like 24 hours with her family. Um, and they just tried to spend time with her and not ask her questions because they didn't want to scare her off or anything. And so whenever Cameron came back, they uh, were saying goodbyes and they took this picture at the last moment mm-hmm. of Stan and Cameron. It's kind of creepy knowing, like, what knowing we know. Knowing that we know that what happened, but they don't know what happened. Yeah, and you can totally tell when you see this guy that he's a creep. Yeah. So I'm going to show you a picture of this. will also be up on Instagram. So the woman, obviously, is Cameron, mm-hmm. and the man is, is, oh, sorry, the woman is Stan. I thought you were looking at someone, and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I that freaking nasty-ass face the man was behind me. <laughs> Yeah, it's really creepy because she's all smiley and wrapping her arms around him and he's smiling and it's just creepy. It's gross. It is gross. It's it's just, uh, I feel so bad. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, uh, I thought that was kind of like a creepy picture that needed to be shown. But yeah, so on the return, when they got back, on the return back, uh, he locked her directly in the box. Like, didn't even give her a chance to, like, do her chores or anything for that day. Put her straight in the box. Uh, it's believed that Cameron Hooker was uh, scared that he had given her too much freedom and that she would run away now because she knew what she, she was missing. She of her family life. Exactly. So he had begun to now lock her back in the box for 23 hours again, like the first routine. And she only got out to do her chores, eat, and then go straight back in the box. And that was it. Like, one hour out of the day. And that same routine of her being in the box again went on for three years three more years three more years so we're at seven total yes we are at seven no we're at six. Oh, i thought it was four years and then three more no because the four years that i told you that was two years after wait i think i meant to write that as three years it's okay. been six years okay i know that because i have it written here it's been six years because down here it says something else so it's been six years. I'm sorry if I'm a little dyslexic. No, you're fine. Well, that that it's it, it doesn't bother me because like I I still know what you're talking about. Yeah. I just I'm like, just a little when it comes to numbers, man. Well, plus you're reading it off your computer screen and like it's like far away. That's true. And like you're not like reading word for word verbatim what's on your computer. That's true. I am also not doing that. Cause I'll just be scripted. That's boring. 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 That was a weird one. <laughs> okay, so it's so, been six years. It's been six years. And uh, Janice Hooker has developed the wife. We haven't heard about her in a while. That's why I kind of forgot about her name. But Janice Hooker has developed a love for religion. 
um, it was either Christianity or um, Catholic Catholicism. Catholicism, thank you. I don't remember which one because, again, I'm dyslexic and I didn't write it down. And now my brain... Same thing, different shape. Same. <laughs> either way, it was love of religion. She had found God. She had found God. And they all knew that Stan was religious. So um, Cameron allowed Janice and Stan. Someone is loud in the hallway. <laughs> Uh, but uh so uh cameron allowed janice and stan to go to church together because there's a local church and so janice and stan kind of became close kind of like friend like but obviously you know not like besties because you know like she helped kidnap her yeah so yeah but they became a little bit closer and janice was kind of like questioning all of what she's doing but not like out loud or anything. But you can you can tell. Yeah, like an internal moral dilemma. Exactly. Um, in 1983, Stan was reintroduced to the neighbors and the children because, like I said, for three years she had been kept in the box again, so she wasn't allowed out of the house or anything. So, people were like, "Where did she go?" Mm-hmm. So for three years, no one has seen her. So they introduced her again and. She's another person. You're like, hey, she's back. She's or back. like, this is a different bitch. Yeah, exactly. New sex life. <laughs> Jesus. Exactly, Sam. Um, Cameron decided that he was getting close to Stan and decided that he wanted to make Stan his second wife. So to kind of convince Stan to do that, he let her get a job. So she got a job. Um, yeah. But... Uh, On August 9th of 1985, so now this is seven years after her abduction, about um, Janice Hooker broke. So her newfound religion was leading her to know Stan, like, personally and stuff, because they would talk and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she felt bad. Um, So she finally told Stan that the contract wasn't, like binding or anything it wasn't real mm-hmm. just a piece of paper yeah and the company is not real oh the company is real it's a real company like, well yeah but he is not a part of it yeah yeah which was sad to know that that's a real company because it's a real sex slave company. yeah what's well, a big old ring yeah it's horrible but uh but cameron himself was not a part of mm-hmm. this said company so her fears were that just that fears um, and the company was the only thing keeping her from escaping and telling other people. So when she figured this out, she ran. And when she got to the bus station, she called Cameron Hooker and uh, from a payphone and told him that she was leaving and there's nothing he could do about it. And he started bawling, but she hung up on him. That bitch. That, yeah, what a bitch. <laughs> uh, she returned home on the bus and she lived a normal life. Now, she didn't tell anyone what happened or where she's been or anything. Um, and she kept in contact with the couple because she felt that they were reformable and that she could help them, like, not be horrible anymore. And after three months of being home, she still didn't say anything to anybody about what happened to her. Um, but Janice Hooker uh, was still going to church by herself until November 8th of 1984 when she asked the pastor if she could make a confession and about halfway through her confession the pastor said 
I can't be listening to this alone because she was telling the whole story of what they've done to Stan. And, and probably other women, too. Yes, probably other women. And definitely other women because Stan, not Stan, Cameron said himself that he's done it before. Yeah. Um, and so the pastor brought in officers and the officers listened to uh, Janice's story. She told them everything. Um, she, she confessed. And they tracked down Stan, but seeing that Stan, that Stan was, like, in good health and she wasn't, like, unable to speak. Like, because when you see a lot of people that are kept in, like, boxes or close quarters, they lose a lot of, like, their social abilities and things mm-hmm. like that. Stan, she was kind of just normal um, from, like, the, just, like, seeing it from, like, the eye view. So they didn't believe Janice's story at first. But then when Stan kind of told, like, almost the exact same story... They started to believe her, so they um, <clears throat> they tracked down Cameron Hooker and they arrested him. And Still time, bitch. Yeah. And then uh, Janice Hooker was granted immunity because she would if if she testified against her husband, and well, actually they got divorced, so they're no longer married. But uh, after he was arrested, because she doesn't want to be with him anymore. Valid. Yeah. Um. So she is granted immunity, immunity <laughs> because she uh, testifies against her husband. And uh, they couldn't, they didn't really have any like physical evidence or anything that any of this actually happened until they searched all of the homes that they have been in and they found so much evidence. They found his entire BDSM collection the pictures he's taken of all the women that he's raped and tortured and all that. They found all of the things he's used to rape and torture these women. And there was this one specific... I don't have a picture of it because the picture had a picture of uh, Stan on it. I didn't want to violate her in any way. So I didn't want to put that on the internet through me. Even though it's already on the internet, I don't want to do that. Because it is her naked body and that's just not right. So it's a picture of her on this like a weird table thing where they, uh, where Cameron attached like electrical hooks on her mm-hmm. and electrocuted her. Um, that was one of like the bigger things that they found. And yeah. Uh, and he pled, as you could guess, not guilty. Even though they have all this evidence against him. Pictures of Stan. Like, it's just... It's crazy why he would just plead guilty. Yep, that just goes to show his level of narcissism. Yeah, that's true. Um, so when his trial began in December, he was faced with 18 different charges of rape, kidnapping, etc. There's so mm-hmm. many more. Um, and when he pled guilty, he claimed that all of it was consensual. <laughs> like... What? I'll kill your fucking family. Oh, but she wanted it. <laughs> exactly. She was wearing a skirt. <laughs> Shut the fuck she up. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um. So the the prosecutor is that the one that's on the side of the the prosecutor is trying to put someone in jail. Yes. Okay. I had it written down correctly. So the prosecutor said that she wasn't consenting. Uh. But it. They, they did use Stockholm Syndrome and mostly brainwashing as their defense. 
because they, because uh, Cameron and his attorney were claiming that it was consensual because she kept calling them after she left. She could have left so many times, but she didn't. She, like, the, just kept going on and mm-hmm. on about all the different things that she shown signs of consent, which was just basically not consent, because consent is yes. Yeah, it was just her giving into Loxo. It was her surviving. There's a difference exactly. between that. There's a difference between doing something because you want to and you think it's going to be great and fun, or doing something because you think, if I don't do this, I'm going to die. Exactly. My family's going to die. Yes. Like, plus she'd been there eight years or seven years. What was it? Uh, it's around seven, eight Around years. seven, yeah. eight years. Like, think about that. Yeah. So, uh, they didn't, like, use Stockholm Syndrome as much as, like, you said on the Criminal Minds episode, but that's, like, she was, like, in love with him. Yeah. No, they mostly used brainwashing because she wasn't, like, in love with them or anything or liked them or anything, but she also didn't hate them with her whole gut. Yeah. So, it was kind of like a little... Well, that's all, that's all the only people she's known for. Yes, exactly. Years. That's why I, I call it... Whoa. Hello? Hello. That was probably very loud. That probably was very long. Um, but that's why I call it brainwashing because yeah. it's not really like <clears throat> that. But uh, they, after like two trials, found him guilty and was sentenced to jail for two terms of 104 years. So like two consecutive terms that added up to 104 years. So basically for life. Yeah. Because um, he's already like, 20 or 30 years old because he was not much older than Stan and he's not going to live another 100 years. Yeah. yeah. So Stan went on to live, try to live a normal life um, and she did pretty good. She bought a car when, as soon as the trial was over. I need to buy a car. <laughs> That's true, you do. Um, but she obviously couldn't go back to exactly normal because now everyone knows what happened. Well, yeah, and then I'm sure there was a lot of fucking people talking shit about her and blaming her. Yes. Yada, yada, yada. Exactly. So she decided she was going to use this as an experience to help women in domestic violence and to help educate people about kidnapping and sex trade and things like that. Sex sex slaves and things like that. And uh, Janice went on to raise their two children, divorced from... uh, Cameron, don't know why I forgot his name, but, uh, and Cameron has a, another, he, oh shoot, what's it called, a parole hearing, mm-hmm. yes, so he had a parole hearing like a couple years ago, it was denied, Good. he has another parole hearing in 2022, which we, oh, our country won't make it that long, <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're fine, we're fine, uh-huh. But uh, they are mo- many people are positive he will never make it out of jail. Yeah, I don't think he ever will. There's just too much evidence of supporting, like, phys- like people evidence alone. Yeah, plus, like, I mean, why I think it's very rare for the remorse that's shown whenever people go to trial to be actually genuine. There wasn't even an attempt at it. Like, yeah. nothing. Exactly. From what, you know, you told me. Yeah, he, he's never admitted to it. Yeah, that's it. That's my story. Is luckily Stan didn't die. None of her family was murdered, but uh, she will be scarred forever. Yeah, which Most is sad. Definitely. But uh, at least she's using it for good. The scarring. Which yeah. Is good. At least he's in fucking jail. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure there's a documentary about it where you can actually see uh, Stan herself talk. Like, I, I, I watched parts of it mm-hmm. to get information, obviously, and she, like, tells the story, like, herself, and there's, like, a bunch of other people talking about it and stuff. So check that out if you want some more detailed or personal kind of notes from it, but it's good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, it's not good, but well, yeah. it's good that he was caught and he's not out in the world anymore. Yeah, it's not that it took eight years, but... Yes. But yeah. That's the story of the girl in the box. Well, so I will be giving us um, kind of like a ghost story. Oh. But it's more more so about a physical location than about the ghost, like about ghosts specifically. I'm going to tell us about the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Wizards of Waverly Place? Yes, actually. <laughs> the same thing. Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> but, okay. So, the Waverly Hills Sanatorium um, is in Louisville, Kentucky. Ooh. Yeah, so close to, like, Paducah, where Ruthie is. I think I've seen this place before. I could be entirely wrong, but I have, like, a slight memory of seeing this place. I don't think I've ever, ever been there. Well, I used to, like, go to, like, to, to like Louisville a lot with, with Ruthie, like, a couple times I went down there. Yeah, Ruth is our cousin. Yeah, she lives there, there, like, in that area. But, so, the Waverly Hills Sanatorium was built on land bought by Thomas Hayes in 1883. Never trust anyone named Thomas. You don't trust Thomases? <laughs> I don't know. I just felt I don't like know anyone that. named Thomas, actually. I don't, I don't either. See, it sounds like a common name, but I don't really think it is. I don't think it is either. Anyway. Back <laughs> to the story. Yeah, okay, so the, the land that he bought was, it was in Kentucky, and it was, like, far out there from the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had two daughters. I think it was two. But, um, so, they had to go to school, so... Instead of, you know, making the long haul to school every single morning or whatever, he actually just built his own fucking school. Oh, and was like, you know. fuck it. And then he hired a, a teacher. Yeah. Um, so the school he made, like, he built it. It was like a one, it was like a, a one-room schoolhouse. Yeah. Typical. I mean, it's, it, we're in 1883, so. Um, but he, he hired um, their own teacher. Her name was Lizzie Lee Harris. She taught the girls, you know, whatever stuff Math. they learned in 1883. One plus one equals two. Yes. Um, but one of, of her favorite, like, novels was, well, novel series was written by Walter Scott, and it was called The Waverly, the Waverly Novels. So mm. she ended up naming the school The Waverly School, and then um, Hayes took that name and um, named his property The Waverly Hills. Ah. And so that's where the name come from, comes from. That um, makes sense. Yes. But... Um, so, I don't know how much you know about this, because I really don't know that much, but around this time period, like, around, like, the early, like, the late 1800s, early 1900s is when tuberculosis was, like, really bad. Yes, I didn't know that. So, um, the Board of Tuberculosis would actually purchase, what'd you just do? Sorry, I think I've heard this before. You probably have. I probably have. But keep going, because I don't twice. remember anything from it's it. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. You just said twice. tuberculosis well, I, and schoolhouse, and my brain went... Well, I knew the whole like ending of your part story. Not not the beginning parts, but like the ending of it. I knew, I knew how it would end, because I the Criminal Minds episode was almost exactly the same. Yeah. Very similar. That but, happens. Yeah. That's okay. Continue. I'm still interested. Good, good. 
Um, where was I? Where was I? Oh yeah, but so the board of tuber- the the board of tuberculosis hospital purchased the land, but we kept the name. So that's hence how it got to the Waverly Sanatorium. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason that they had to build this will become a hospital in the land was because tuberculosis was like really bad around that area because it's right by the Ohio River oh, and all, yeah. all the wetlands is like a perfect breeding breeding ground for the bacteria. Um, so they were having this issue because they had so many patients, um, but nowhere to put them. So, and this place, the Waverly Hills Sanitarium, would become the place for the worst of the worst patients. Oh. Yes. But they would begin, they would begin the construction on it in 1903, and it started off as two stories, and it finished on July 26, 1910. Um, yes, and from then the, the sanatorium was open to the public. Dun, dun, dun. I know. So I was waiting for that, Joe. <laughs> um, but the original two-story building could fit between 40, 40 and 50 patients at a time. Um, nothing too crazy. Like, that's not as much but as I'll, I'll show you a picture of what it would have looked like, though, in just a minute. Is it bigger than you'd, like, assume it to be? I'll show you a picture. Okay. Because the, in... the way that I, was, I had this laid out is, like, I gave it the backstory of the physical building. Uh-huh. And then I forgot I'll show you the pictures. So. That makes sense. That yes. Sense. Continue. Sorry. God, Joe. But <laughs> so, with all the patients in there, and you'll see how the, the tight quarters, tuberculosis not only was running rampant or in that area, but also just throughout the hospital between nurses and doctors and oh, other yeah. like work workers there. Um, between 1870 and 1910, an estimated three to four million people in the U.S. died from tuberculosis. Holy camoly. And this might make me sound really fucking dumb, and I'm, if it does, I accept it. I didn't know what consumption was because I because I, I, I was I was listening, listening to podcasts and I was like, what is consumption? Why do they keep talking about people dying from consumption? It's just tuberculosis. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, oh. why the fuck would they call it consumption? That makes it sound like you eat something and like you die. It might be because it's, it's literally like consuming like you. I honestly don't know why it's called consumption, but I did know it was called consumption. Same with like dysentery. Like, why? Like, why does dysentery mean what it means? You know, why does anything mean what it means? That's a good question. This I'm has now sweating. become a philosophy channel. Yeah, actually, actually, I listen to a couple of philosophy podcasts. They're very interesting. That's pretty cool. Yes. Okay, but, so, um, eventually there would be another add-on to the building, which would allow for another 40 to 50 patients. Oh, because we need more people to get tuberculosis. Well... But these weren't adults. These were children. Oh, no. There are children patients and just children of the parents who had it who couldn't be cared for otherwise. Oh. Yeah, so it was like a mixture of kids that were sick and kids that weren't sick but eventually became sick because they're surrounded by sick people and it's an airborne disease. You know. Yeah. Relative. <laughs> um, so when someone, like, local in the area fell sick, they um, were sent to the hospital and where they were sent would depend on the level of their sickness. Um, but the reason for this was they, they knew it was a disease. Like, they knew that you that it was contagious, but they didn't know how. So they, they wanted you to, like, basically be isolated, quote-unquote, even though there's still people all around you. Um, but the reason that this was such a, like, such a fluff thing was there's no treatment for it. Like, there was no cure at the time for tuberculosis. Oh, okay. um, all that they did was give you fresh air, dry air, and rest. And then I'll tell you some other things later. But then we'll wait for that. <laughs> but many of the the um, 
sanatoriums that were actually used to house tuberculosis patients were actually purposefully built on top of hillsides or like by the mountains for like the clearest, freshest air. They thought oh. that would be calming to the patients. And not only did they think the air would help heal you, because they, they knew it was a lung thing. They knew it had something to do with like your lungs. But they also felt the calming environment would just help ease them and like rest, make them like chill out or whatever. Yeah. At least die in peace. Mm-hmm. So um, the sanatorium would fill up to be a way over 140 patients. Whoa. Which... I think the max at this time was around 130 because I think I made another add-on. I'm not quite sure. It gets a little rocky when I'm trying to look for it. There's not much solid information. That sometimes happens with history and yes, so much mis- misinformation these days. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> um, but all of the, the patients needed, obviously, a lot of care from doctors and nurses and volunteers. Um, like I said, they knew it was infectious, that TB was, so... Um, but they didn't know it was an airborne disease. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that, like, you sitting there and me talking to you could give you tuberculosis, but they knew that you could get it somehow. I'll kind of explain a little bit of how they think you could get it in the ending part of, um, of my story. Okay. But, so, not only did the patients have to be in isolation, so did all the the people who worked there. Oh. If you stepped foot, like, on the, the grounds of the sanatorium, you stayed there for the rest of your life. You couldn't go home. Oh, so they were there for life. Yeah, because... They didn't want to spread it. Oh, so damn. the people who worked there were basically like, they were like, "Fuck it, yeah, I'll go." Um, it's like those people that were like sent to Mars. Or something. I'm sure that like that one because they did eventually, you know, find the cure for tuberculosis. So yeah. that obviously was different. But now someone is vacuuming. Why do people hate us? You know what? I don't think you can hear that. Do you think you can hear that? Probably not. Okay, we're just going to keep recording because we don't really have time. Um, Because, I mean, the later it gets, the more, like, because it gets loud in these apartment buildings in the evenings. I don't, the worst you might hear is a couple bumps on the wall. Yeah, so it's not a demon, it's just someone, I I think it's my next, my below neighbors vacuuming. I thought they were dead. No, that's the neighbors below below. Oh, below below, got it, got it. I think they're dead. Everyone listening is like, what the fuck? They're like concerned. They're going to be like, call 911. (laughs) But, so, like I said, all, all the workers were under the impression that once you worked there, you would not get to be. Um, but this is, this is what confuses me, because the, that was a strict thing, but the patients were still allowed visitors. Then what? No, that completely <laughs> takes away from the whole... Uh, that's like, I feel like we're in 2020 discussing COVID. That's like, stupid, stupid, literally, stupid mistakes. That's like someone saying, oh, I'm going in quarantine for two weeks, but then has a house party. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. Like, right now, obviously, not in TV days, but. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? House party went tuberculosis. Ooh. We should have a tuberculosis themed house party. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'll t- it, it'd be a good, a good, it uh, would be a good Halloween party, and I'll tell you how in just a minute. Oh, okay. But, but so, since there were so many people, because um, it grows much bigger than the 140 patients, I'll explain that in a minute but so you you find out that there's there's a lot of people living there Mm -hmm. um they um had to thrive basically by themselves because there was limited limited access to what was going in and out in and out because of contagions so they actually became a very good self um self-sustaining community and the like land that it was on was so big they had their own zip code oh dang Mm -hmm. um but they have like a farm (laughs) 
I'm getting there. I'm, I'm sorry. getting there. It's literally <laughs> my next sentence. Um, along with having the actual sanatorium, they had um, other buildings on, on the Waverly Hills. They had a water treatment facility oh. for water, obviously. Obvious. A post office for post, obviously. obviously. And then they had a farm for fruits and vegetables. Oh. <laughs> and then they had livestock for meat. So they were able to sustain themselves like physically well, but they also had other small things to just maintain everyday casual life. Waverly Sanatorium. We have the meats. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Arby's. Who is going to Arby's and why do they have, why are they still making money? It's disgusting. Stop going to Arby's. Bro, you got so close to the mic. I'm sweating now. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. I hate I literally hate Arby's. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Their fries are kinda good. No. Curly fries? Disgusting. Okay, Sam? Disgusting. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> okay. Um, but due to the influx of patients, they had to expand once again. Of course. In March of 1924, construction began again, and it would be completed in October of 1926. So this took two years. That's fast. Well, two years, but it's weird because they, they did all this in two years. They built... Um, to a t- they built three new floors, so oh, there's a total wow. of five floors, um, and so this made the max patient number go up to 400. So they could okay. have over 400 people, um, well, 400 comfortably, I guess. Um, even prob- though they were pretty much already at that point. Yes, yeah, so like, they're probably gonna go over anyway. Yeah, um, it was it was all it was always a very highly overpopulated place, but I mean, just think about it. Like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. If we didn't have like, even we're, we today are, are handling this, like, shit. So, imagine how yeah. it would have been handled, you know, a hundred years ago or whatever. Yes, exactly. So, where was I at? Okay, so, after the new construction, they would fill up and become obviously overpopulated. But the Waverly Hills Sanatorium would continue to treat tuberculosis patients, and, patients until about 1961. Um, but this would be steadily declining since like the mid 40s i think because that's when they were starting the the tests and the treatments with the antibiotic that killed tb or cured them of tb um so after 1961 there was really no need for tuberculosis ward anymore Mm -hmm. um so it closed down but after it closed down it would first be i mean it would be it was going to be many things. It was going to be jail. It was going to be just another hospital. But all these things fell through. The funding oh. never came through on them and never worked until um, later in 1962, the Woodhaven Medical Services um, geriatrics facility opened up. But that only lasted for a short time, too, and it closed in 1981. And I'll tell you why. But Ooh. Yes, all that has to go to the end because I think it's more interesting when you hear it all and then actually hear what was actually happening. Oh, makes sense, makes sense. Mm-hmm. So so now we're at the point where it's been a TV ward, it's closed down, it's been in the works of being a lot of things, but it, it was a geriatrics facility, which a geriatrics, geriatrics facility is basically like, um, they, get, they treat like elderly people, it's like a nursing home hospital, a hospice kind of care place. Dang, but I thought it was a place where they took care of Jerry's. I literally hate Jerry's. Punch them. Just kidding. I have nothing against Jerry's. I do. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding, Jerry. Love you. So the reason that the Woodhaven closed only like 15 years later mm-hmm. was because the patients were not treated well. Many of the elderly were severely abused. 
Sounds about right. Yes. Jesus um, Christ. Many of the patients there uh, had dementia and Alzheimer's, things like that. Of course. So, what other way would they cure them but electroshock therapy? Woo! Every, it cures and lobotomy. Oh, that cures everything. <laughs> no, I don't think there were, were actually like, like there weren't actually lobotomies ah. from what I read. But snapper doodle doos. But I'm yeah, fine. so I mean, like they thought it would bring back their memories, but that's just clearly not it didn't. How it works. They're like, oh, like if you get shocked too much, you'll die. Maybe it'll bring back your memories. Huh. Oh my god. You know, like your life flashed before your eyes. Literally. <laughs> Oy vey. Yes. But so. After Woodhaven closed, it would fall into major disrepair because it's such a huge property that you really have to have a lot of money to be able to do anything with it. Yeah, if you said it was big enough to have its own zip code. Yeah. Dang, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Um, It was subjected to a lot of vandalism, obviously, a lot of Of serious property damage, like leaving, you know, holes that you can see out of from the first floor. Nice. Like, shit like that. Um, And... It was almost condemned, actually, Bones. but it was actually saved. Um, saved by the bell. Ba-ding! <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, was, it would be eventually saved in 2001 by a couple, um, na- couple whose names were, yes, Charles and Tina Ma- Mattingly. They were um, historical and paranormal enthusiasts. They they still own it now, from what I'm aware of. They, um, they do tours. Uh, I think it's primarily around Halloween. I actually was on the website, like, re- getting information. You could buy tickets for, like, Halloween tours there. Pretty like, cool. It's actually kind of scary. I know. Like, well, I'll show you pictures, and then you'll think, oh, my fucking God. Because I was like, that'd be so cool, but I, I can do it. I'm a big baby. <laughs> oh, Sam, what if for my birthday we go to, like, a ha- like a haunted tour or something together? We can do that. We're not yeah, going to any, any, like, the big haunted houses in St. Louis because uh, last people. time I paid $50. Well, that's you. But last time I paid $50... For, I think, I don't, it was like Fright Fest. No, that's, that's Six Flags. I don't know. Some big thing. And then we just basically walked in a giant line throughout like a 20 minute, 30 minute haunted house. Uh, I gotta find some, we gotta find some good stuff. Mm-hmm. God, that's what we should do. Since you're spending my birthday with me and not with your boyfriend because you decided to have your anniversary on my birthday. I didn't just decide, Joe. I can't help it. I can't help it. We're in love. Change your birthday. God. I was born before your relationship was born. I don't know about that. What? what? I thought Me I was. Joan, a... We've been together for life. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> I hate you. Okay. So it'd be bought by Charles and Tina, um, and they they do tours, you know, and then obviously cool. you pay for your tour, and then all the money, all the money they make is going to like repairing it and rebuilding it. Smart. And they're actually they're doing probably the widest thing I've ever heard. They're going to turn it into a, any guesses? Haunted bed and breakfast. Oh, God. That is so white. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. That's how you, like, that's how someone legitimately dies, though. Well, before they bought it in 1990. Oh, Jesus Christ. On one, and I quote, one dreadful occasion, a homeless man was using the building as refuge. Um, sleeping there, obviously. Yeah. When two teenage, guess, boys or girls. Boys. Boys. Who were part of um, the occult, murdered him and threw his body down an elevator shaft in the name of Satan. We love my man Satan. What is that noise and why does it sound like we're about to be bombed? Uh, it's someone mowing their lawn. They mow the grass here, I swear to God, like every other day. 
I feel like you don't need to mow the grass right now because it's, it's literally October. about to die. It's like 40 degrees outside. Like, it's, just let it live. Let it die. Let, let it die. Let it shrivel up. And okay. <laughs> so after this man was murdered in the name of Satan, um, oh, man. a church group actually thought about buying the the place. In 1996, Waverly Hills was going to be bought by a church group that pl- that planned on constructing, and I could you not, the world's tallest statue of Jesus and a huge worship area, like giant churches and all other, like, Jesus stuff. I don't really know what all goes into that, but I would imagine, like, churches and, like, crosses. That sounds like a great place to have a, a worship center. I know, right? Right where someone was murdered in the name of Satan. <laughs> I know. But um, this ended up falling through the floor because this would have been over a $12 million project. Oh, yeah. Churches don't have that much money. No. They got a lot of money, but not that much money. No. But... So now we're going to get into more of, like, that was all just, the, like, the history. Stuff I thought was, like, relevant to the story. But now we're going to get into the fun stuff. Uh-oh. Or the fucked stuff. Uh-oh. So we're going to start with the treatments they would use for TB patients. Um, Let me guess. Lobotomy. <laughs> no, actually, but I think oh. you'll be impressed by some of these other ones. Oh. So like I said, they didn't know what, like, caused TB. They knew you could, like, it was contagious. But they didn't know it was airborne, and they didn't know how to, you know, cure it. So they would treat patients in many different ways. Most were kind of inhumane. Well, of course. Why, why wouldn't they be? Yes. <laughs> but one of the treatments involved actually putting fresh air into the lungs, like physically into the lungs. So, like, they just, like, take a handful of fresh air and, like, shove it down your throat? Like, the best way I can describe it is, like... This, this would be, like, in a scene of, like, Tom and Jerry or a scene of, like, Popeye where, like, they're, like, dead and they take the big thing that you spread and, like, you puff and air comes out of it. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, Like, that, like, in their mouth. That's so weird. That probably makes sense to no one else but Joe because we're special in our own ways. <laughs> and describing <laughs> things is not how what I'm good at. I literally can see it, though. It's like it's like the accordion thing, but it's not an accordion. It it's, just blows air. It's like the, like, they the use it fire for, like, fires yeah. to, like, stoke fire. I love that we're doing, like, the motion. Yeah, you, you can't see it, but we're, like, doing it with our hands. We're just, like, moving our hands back and forth, you know? Yeah. Um, but they would also expose, expose, and I quote, like quotes, expose the lungs to ultraviolet, ultraviolet light to That'll kill the bacteria. Kill them? Well, no, no, because I thought, I thought, oh my god, they're like throwing flashlights down there. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you fucking no, But what ended up being was, um, they would put them like in a room with just the lights on 24-7. That'll <laughs> like, for days. That'll kill. Somebody. Well, they went, they went freaking bonkers because they couldn't sleep. They, they're dying of TB. And then, so, when they realized these, like, oil lamps aren't, aren't doing it, we, we got to switch it up. I don't know. I don't know, like, what they had back then, like, light-wise. But they would just put them outside on the porch for 24-7 all year long. Oh, my God. Yeah, so you would, like, get people covered in snow in their wheelchairs to sit in there because they couldn't move. Oh my god, that's so wrong. Yes, I know. That's so stupid. Yes. So, the patients would slowly devolve from almost torture because, you know, you're under bright lights or you're freezing to death or you're in the heat all day long. And, like, it's like Kentucky, so, like, it's not, like, the hottest place in the world, but it's definitely not, like, the coolest it's sure place. It's humid. Mm-hmm. Definitely humid. Um, where was I at? 
Oh, they would also, like, just put them in front of windows. They would just have to stare at the same thing 24-7. So even if there wasn't any, like, physical pain from the cold or whatever, they were just sitting there staring. That's just so, like, mentally, like, Mm -hmm. abusing. Yeah. Well, like, their thought was, oh, the nice fresh snow will be so good on their lungs. But... Bro, that doesn't not, really make any fucking sense. No, they're just gonna, like, get, like... Like, the first time someone dies, they should be like, okay, this is a bad idea, and not keep doing it. Honestly. But, along with um, that kind of stuff, they would also physically insert balloons into the lungs and blow them up Bruh. to expand the lungs. And this um, caused a lot, a lot of broken ribs, like, broken from the inside yeah. out. And a lot, a lot of collapsed lungs. Yeah, I was like, they're gonna pop someone's lung. Yep. Um, And then, like, the lung, the lung, the the lung would collapse, and then then they would just be like, "That's okay, it'll heal itself just fine." Like they thought it was like no big deal, I guess. Oh my god. Yes. Um, But there are also operations, like operations, to try to help. They would actually remove muscles and ribs and like parts of the lung. So that it could expand bigger and take in more air. Um, take that as you will. I, I can't. <sighs> See, everyone's like, you can't be mad at our, our ancestors because they didn't know what we know today. They just all kind of sound fucking crazy. And that's 100% true. They don't know what we know today. It'd be the same exact thing if, you know, you put us in that situation. But damn, that sounds really bonkers. Like, even if I know what they know about, like... I, I know, like, nothing about human anatomy, mm-hmm. but I sure know damn well taking things out of your body is not, not going to good help. idea. <laughs> it's not going to cure you of TB. Unless it's your appendix, then take it out. <laughs> I'm just being helpful. The appendix does nothing anymore. Except kill you if it ruptures. That's true. Don't know how to get his appendix removed. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, now, drum roll, please. Brrrr. That was weird. <laughs> they would also have, guess what, electroshock therapy. Whoa. Because what would a hospital be back in the days without electrocuting did they, patients? Did they do that to the kids? Did Probably. They do it? Oh my god, this is fucking stupid. Probably. There's no like explicit reports of what happened to the kids because They're like kids. most of the the like reports you find on this don't really tell you any of like the negative shit they did. Of course. Why would they? Yeah. Classic. <laughs> I can't believe... Like, what do they think? Like, we're going to shock the TV out of you. Yeah. And they would also intentionally collapse your lungs because they thought, oh, the lung will collapse, it'll get to rest, and it'll heal itself, and once it, once your lung heals, your TB will be gone. How do you breathe if you don't have lungs? They didn't. They died. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. I know that, and I know shit about, like... Anything. So, how do you feel about weight about weighted blankets, Joe? You like them? Do I you mean, need a tissue. Yeah, tissue. I need a tissue. Sorry, I'm getting kind of intense here. screaming. I know. I know. What do you mean? How do I feel about weight? I mean, blankets? like, do you like them? Like, do you think they're comfortable? Um, I I sl- I used to sleep with one, but then it started hurting my back because I think I got too big of like a heavy one. Yeah, too heavy. And mine was only 15 pounds. Okay, okay. So I bet you're gonna. Say how something. would you feel about having two heavy sandbags on your chest? For hours at a time to make sure you didn't move. Yeah, that's not gonna help with your TV. Yeah, I don't know why they would do that. They would seriously, they would just put them on there so you wouldn't move or you wouldn't. That makes no sense. If anything, that'll make it harder to breathe. 
that's what one would think, you know? They're dumb. Because, you, like, you know when someone, like, sits on your chest, you can't breathe. Yes. I don't see how they think that's going to help at all. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to get into... We've almost been recording for an hour and a half. Holy crap. We have long stories. Well, we do. have. Mine was, like, 14 pages of notes. Mine was seven. Uh, well, 14 including a one-page of pictures, so 13. But, so now we're going to get into the tunnel... Um, dun, dun, dun. I had a burp. So there, there was an, an underground tunnel that um, was basically accessed through like the first floor of the building and went out to um, a hill that had like a super fucking steep drop. And the purpose of, the, of this tunnel was many things, as we come to find out. But the most simplistic of, of them was it was used to get supplies in and out. It, it made it easy so... Even though they um, had their patients freezing to death outside, they could stay inside in the tunnel and oh, stay yeah. warm. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't want to get snow on our shit. Yes. But it was not only used for that. Uh-oh. It would later be known as the death tunnel. Oh, yay. Uh-huh. So it wasn't used only for loading and dropping off supplies, but also dead bodies. Love that for us. Yes. I, I like how every time I tell you something, I see, like, a piece of your soul just, like, leave your body. <laughs> Literally, that's what happens. <laughs> like, oh, I can't even. I get great joy out of shocking you like this. <laughs> like electroshock? Oh, my God. <laughs> electroshock therapy? Yes, please. Someone Sign give me a lobotomy. Me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, so, like I said, they would use it to move bodies but they weren't just you know your typical dead body the doctors would drain your body of any sort of bodily fluid and they would disembowel you because they thought i will get rid of all this nasty fluid and that has all the the tuberculosis in it i get rid of all that but so not only would they disembowel and you know take all their blood and organs or whatever but so they would send the bodies out to be, you know, buried with their family or just straight to a crematorium. Or if, when, like, when the winter came, when there really wasn't very many um, vehicles coming in and out, they would just pile them and burn them. No! And, this is the kicker, you know how I said they, you know, take all your fluids out? Guess where they put them? That's a great question. In the sewer! And we all know how great sewage systems were in like the like early 1900s. Oh, they are perfect. I don't know. What you're Didn't get about. infect a single person ever. Totally medically grade safe way to dispose by law. Why would they do that? Especially if that's what they thought carried DB. Yeah, like because like it would make sense if like they didn't think it carried it, but like they were like this is what is transmitting the disease. Let's dump it in our water. I can't. <laughs> I I can't. I literally can't with them. Like they're. Mm-hmm. So dumb. Yep. Um, Like I said, sometimes in the winter the bodies would pile up and they would just cremate them themselves in piles. Um, But they did this all... um, The the location of of the tunnel and the entrance to it also was very discreet, so none of the patients ever saw what was happening. Oh, nice! So we're like, oh, come on, uh, Bobby Joe, we're going to take you down to the first floor and they take him in a tunnel and they kill him i know that's not what happens but pretty much 
Um, so most of them didn't ever see what happened, but most of them ended up traveling through the death tunnel. Mm-hmm. Dead. Because they're all dying. Because they have tuberculosis. Yeah. But now we're going to get into the ghosts. Ooh. Spooky. Yes. So this one is mostly like um, people telling their stories of what they saw. Mm-hmm. So the first ghost we have is a man in a white coat. Who, so like a doctor. Exactly. Who we, we presume to be a doctor. We actually, um, through different sorts of like EVPs, that kind of shit, they have decided don't pick at her skin. I'm not picking at her skin. Sorry, the cat's on my lap. Um, she's got dry skin. Um, what was I saying? Oh, but so they were able to determine his name was Joseph, and that he was a doctor. Like, Joe? Like, like me? I like, was actually going to say that if you were um, a doctor during at the Waverly Hills Sanatorium, that this would probably, probably be you. Oh, my God. But you had an unfortunate death. Uh-oh. So... He was a doctor at the Waverly Hills Sanatorium that actually contracted TB from one of his patients, which was, you know, probably fairly common. Yeah. So, people see him wandering the halls of of the surgery room and kind of in the area, and when people see him, they, it's not necessarily like a good feeling, and I'll explain Uh more of that later. If you can hear the cat purring, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, But... People think that you see him in the surgery room because that is where he actually died, was oh. during surgery. And you might think, oh, he was performing surgery. No, he was the one getting surgery um, because he had TB. They were removing his ribs. Oh, nice, nice, nice. To heal him. But he died. As you'd expect. Yeah, as one would. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus. But he doesn't usually show up if there's a lot of people or like a lot of lights. He's more like solitude. He's shy. And yeah, he'll wait till people are in the dark and when he senses that they're like that they're vulnerable basically. Nice. He doesn't sound evil. Mm-hmm. And in the personal accounts of seeing him, they're, they're not seeing like a misty apparition. Like they're seeing like the body of a man wearing a coat, like a full Dang. blown body. I do believe though that he is even though like they see this physical three dimensional body, I do believe he's more of like instead of seeing his facial f- features, it's more of like a shadow person mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, but, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, he comes back later, so we'll come back to him. But on the third floor, there's a little girl that is seen um, with no eyes, like mm. just nothing's there, and she'll just run and run and run at you and then just keep running through you. Oh, that's so scary. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. I know, just imagine it. Like someone, oh Jesus. Yep. It's gonna go be in my nightmares. Mm-hmm. This candle does smell really good. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's so off topic. I love candles. But there's a, there was also this um, little boy named Timmy who was like an actual patient at the hospital. He was around six years old when he died from tuberculosis. Um, she's gonna crawl. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to. Put her to down put, over here. I was gonna I put her down you. on the bed. Oh, she doesn't Sorry. Really sit there. Oh, okay. But, it's okay. Okay. Now she'll just sit here. Okay, she'll sit there until you make her get off. I just want you to know that. That's okay. Um, but so, before Timmy died in, in his life, he was often seen playing with um, a leather ball at the time. Um, I As just one. heard her pull her claws out of your shirt. Oh, yeah, this is a new sweater. I probably was She's going to fuck it up. Come on, Val. Oh, my. oh, I know. Chubby and Mama. Come on. You can just sit on my lap. Come on. Here. There we go. There you go. Go on. Now don't scare us again. She literally scared the shit out of me. 
Sorry about that. Okay, we're just saying. Oh, but so I'm sweating so bad. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so they. Uh, so like I said, he played with the ball a lot. Like that yeah. was like his thing. Um, so people um, like today now in the san- sanatorium have actually reported seeing a ball like roll out of like an empty dark room, Bruh. like roll out of the room down the hallway, and it'll roll and roll and roll and stop right at your feet. That's and freaky. And then they say, I know, like. They say, like, so imagine, like, this is the ball. They look at it, it's there. They look away, look back, it's gone. Look away, look back, it's back. Oh, my God. It just keeps, like, disappearing and reappearing, like, right in front of your eyes. That's freaky. Mm-hmm. And they also say that, like, if you're exploring, like, the hospital, like, walking around, like, you'll see it, like, down here, like, on the first floor on the left side. You'll see it, like, an hour later on the, like, on the, the third floor oh on my the God. right side. Like, it's, like, the ball follows you. That's really creepy. Yeah. I can't. Uh-huh. Children ghosts scare me so much worse than, he, like, adult ghosts. Mm-hmm. Well, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, people will tell you that a lot of the children apparitions, quote-unquote, you see, um, the reason that, that people don't like them so much is because a lot of them are actually just, like, really, like, malevolent energies. And yeah. Just covering it as children. It's so freaky. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. got the heebie-jeebies mm-hmm. but so this little this little ghost the boy timmy is he's never mean never nothing like that um so people actually like, will come and bring him toys to play oh, that's with sweet mm-hmm. this is my favorite one i don't know why but i love it people will see a phantom hearse pulling like into like the, the entrance yeah. of like the tunnel um and they'll, it'll actually physically drop off caskets and then the hearse will leave the caskets are still there, and after the hearse leaves, like, it slowly just, like, yeah, disappears. That's freaky. I That's kind of cool. But also, no thank you, man. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, I kind of put together just, like, a list of, like, the typical things that, like, aren't that exciting, but, so. Yeah. Well, the first, the first one I thought was kind of funny, because I would love it. Um, the smell, like, in the hospital of freshly baked bread. Oh, that's pretty that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yep. Moving shadows, cold spots, screaming and wailing, mm. um, which, you know, could Tip- be which, like a pained scream or like an evil scream or like I have tuberculosis, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Many things. Um, you'll hear doors slamming. You'll hear footsteps, but you also see footsteps because... Like I said earlier, there's a lot of a lot of fucked up places in the, the hospital where water gets in, leaks get in, animals get in, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But so you'll find these like you know water puddles from rain or whatever. And like there has been several personal accounts that say if you're like in a in a room like doing like an EVP session or whatever, you'll actually hear like a foot walk in a puddle, and then if you look at it, you'll see wet footsteps forming. Ew! I hate it. Ugh. <laughs> oh no imagine just staring at a puddle uh, and, and then, then footsteps, footsteps just start <gasps> i would literally i would shit my pants <laughs> i am shitting my pants like, i can't handle that that's like that's too much i can't i ooh. Mm-hmm. um when you're alone you'll hear a lot of loud banging um but it's weird because this is another personal account like, let's say you and I were exploring the mm-hmm. sanatorium. I was on the second floor on the left side. You're on the fifth floor on the right side. We have walkie-talkies. I say, oh, my God, Joe, did you hear that? that was a huge bang. It came from right next to me. And then you're like, 
No, it came from right next to me. You can't see it, but she's, like, acting along the part right now. I, I mouthed the word. But so the point is, like, I like I would hear the noise from right here next to me. Oh, but you but... across the, the building will hear it and think it's right next to you, and it's the same noise. Ew. Mm-hmm. I hate it. That's so gross. I agree. Don't what stare. are they doing now? Blowing leaves or something? Probably. Let, let the leaves be. Um, Oy vey. There'll be balls of light, like fiery electric lights that are thrown at you. Oh, um, wow. Apparently, it's matter nothing happens when they hit you, but it's so freaky. That's so freaky. Oh, no, it's the it's vacuuming, vacuuming again. again. Why? There's literally, like, not any carpet in these apartments, except for, like, the living room, and that takes, like, two seconds to vacuum. There's, like, maybe, like, 20 feet of carpet in here. Yeah. Not even. That's so annoying. Um... They'll see, like, if you're outside looking in, you'll see, like, lights. That, like, it looks like lights are on in the oh, place. Oh, ew. Gross. Mm-hmm. Don't like that. Things are thrown at visitors. There was one story, and this is comes back to Joseph, um, because they believe this ap- this apparition, quote-unquote, was Joseph, because a person was walking around the, the surgery ward, and they're, um, they were actually following Joseph, who they thought was Joseph. They had actually seen him. Because, like I said, like, it is a physical, yeah. three-dimensional, like, human-looking, like, humanoid-looking being. So they're following him, and then they hear a growl. Oh, no. And then they're like, oh, my God, there is a growl. And they hear and see a whizzing past the side of their head. Oh, no. And hear, like, a large crash on the wall. And, like, they take out their flashlights, and they look, and they see it's, like, a giant brick that was thrown at that wall. Joseph that was done like, tried to kill them! You know, I'm like, Joseph, baby, like, you were a doctor. Don't lose your freaking morality. Like, chill. Like, they're just, Jesus. they're just fighting. And he t- threw a brick, and it was like, stop banging and shit. Jesus Christ. But they, it was, like, that close from hitting his head. Oh, my God. By that close, I mean, like, an inch away. I can't. When ghosts growl, I'm out. That's me gone. Did I tell you? Yeah, I did tell you how my fan was like moving. That that was yeah, that was the yeah. Mistake you told here. me that that you put it in one spot and then you woke, you looked and it was elsewhere. Like five minutes later. Yeah, and it was <gasps> it was weird. But you also see like spirit clouds, like your typical like misty yeah. apparitions, and people will get punched. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Just nice. like. Whoosh. Like, imagine you're just, like, walking around, you're like, oh, yeah, and this is, you know, the dining hall, and that's the restrooms, and you just get mollywhopped across the fucking face (laughs) from, like, nowhere. Like, imagine just sitting here, and, like, you just get punched, but I didn't punch you. Who the fuck punched you? A ghost. You touched me with your foot? (laughs) Oh, that scared me. (laughs) She goes, a ghost, and then touches me with her foot. that was actually accidental. (laughs) Love it. Um, and now I have two rooms I actually want to talk about real quick specific room so first uh-huh. is room 502 okay in room 502 which is going to be a weird cutoff there because it stopped recording for a second um there were actually let me pull back up scrolling scrolling like i said i had 14 pages of notes <laughs> but okay so in room 502 it was the room where all the nurses like stayed um uh, but it was also the room where a lot of them died because, like, a lot of them would get sick or a lot of them would die of other causes, some of which being um, one was stabbed to death. Oh, fell a shanky shank. By one of the patients. So, <laughs> take that as you will. Another, another, <laughs> another nurse was supposedly killed 
uh, well, no, I'm sorry. She, she supposedly killed herself after she found out she was pregnant um, by one of the doctors in the hospital. Um, and he didn't want the baby, obviously. Uh. But so another version of the story involves the doctor that father, that fathered the child actually trying to perform like a botched abortion, abortion on her. But after that failed, he ended up just murdering her to cover his tracks. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Sounds, uh, typical. <laughs> Classic. Um, and then an- another nurse would jump off the roof right above room 502. Which oh, man. The roof, I'm assuming, was right above the fifth floor because there were only five floors. Dangity, dang, dang, dang. Mm-hmm. And then there's one more room. It's room 418. Um, this is the room where there's two best friends that were dying of tuberculosis. Um, and, but before they died, they made a pact that whoever died first, no matter who it was, um, they would come back as a, as a ghost and appear in the room that they were in. So the other one, you know, could see them. Um, Sam, will you promise to haunt me when you die? Most definitely. I'm going to haunt the shit out of every single person in my life once I die. Awesome. Y'all don't get, like, a freaking resting moment. That's great. I know. Aren't you excited? I'm gonna cry myself to sleep. I'll be laughing. <laughs> but so, it. I never actually read like who died first and if one died, if the other ever saw anything. But there have been have been reports from um, visitors of the sanatorium saying they see an old lady chained by her legs and her arms, um, and she's all bloody and she chases you. I'm not really quite sure how that, like, <laughs> because it seems pretty sweet and simple, but now we're getting chased by bloody old ladies. Like, yeah. So I'm not really sure, like, what that came from. But either way, it's creepy. Yeah, either way, it's there, and I accept it. Disturbing. Mm-hmm. And then on the same floor, not not just this one room, but on the, the fourth floor in general, um, they used a lot of thermal imaging cameras, and they picked up full silhouettes of human bodies. Um, just the usual. Just, just Taking pictures of bodies that aren't there. Yeah, it's classic. <laughs> um, not only would they would they find, pit, like, would they get pictures of them, but they would physically, like, see shadow people, and they would see them peering around the corners looking at you. <clears throat> Don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then, because, like, to me, it's weird because when I think of, like, ghosts, I think of them as, like... They're physically on the same, like, in the same dimension and planes as us, but, like, mentally and intellectually, like, they're not on the same level as us. Like, they're, like, a higher being, and they don't really give a fuck what the hell we do. Yeah. So, like, to have them, like, directly interact with you, and not only do, do they stare at you, but if you, like, talk to them or shout at them, they'll, like, turn and stare right at you. Ew. Yeah. Oh, no. I couldn't. If some, if I was talking to some, like, ghost, and it, like, yeeted its head toward me... I'm out. I break my own fucking neck and just kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I do it for them. That is terrifying. I, don't I hate it. But, so we're drawing to the end. But, to further validate all the stories that have come for, out of this place, the security personnel who obviously work um, like around the clock on the property have 100% confirmed that everything that the visitors say happens is true. They say that without a doubt they have not a single bone of denial in them about the, how haunted God. it is. And they say it's definitely haunted and you should definitely be careful. 
Um, but the one thing that does cause a lot of speculation is, is whenever you're researching the, the Waverly Hills Sanatorium, one of the first things pops up is, oh, there were over 60,000 deaths there. That's a lot. Which would have been a death approximately every 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, but that's, like, what everything, all these, like, fake websites will tell you. But it was really um, more, like, around 8,700 people died around that range. About 9,000 people, which is still, it's still a lot. That's about one person every three days. Yeah. Versus one person every 30 seconds. Um, an average about 105 people a year. That's, that's a lot, but that's a lot more reasonable than yeah than six, sixty thousand or sixty three thousand. Um, so yeah, the reason that they think that they have that number has hiked up so much is for what you expect. Like people yeah. think, oh my god, so many dead bodies, whatever, whatever. But based on the reports that we we now have in the documents, we know fairly certainly certainly that it was around nine thousand of the death toll. Um, but I'm going to show you some pictures. So, this first picture, I'll make it a little bigger for you, is just a, it just, it's, oh, it's just it's a picture of the sanatorium, like, period-esque. Oh. Like, it's a picture from the early 1900s um, and what the land area would look like. You can see back there is, like, um, smaller buildings and, like, farms. Area, it's farm area. huge. It's like a castle. Mm-hmm. And then this is, like, a picture of what it looks like today. Um, Hence color. Yeah. <laughs> color and a lot yeah. more dense woods. And, and it's it's weird because it's it's so old, but it doesn't necessarily look that old. But, but it just looks like, dark. Yeah, I was about to say, the windows and like mm-hmm. are so dark, it's like Like, creepy. you'd think it'd be, there'd be more light in there from all the windows, but it looks like it's pitch like black, black, black in there. And this is, like, a picture of, like, a, of an example of, like, a typical, like ward would look like um it's a it has like all the beds lined up side by side yeah, people so many laying people. in them mm-hmm. and then just think about all this then like tuberculosis was an airborne just like an airborne disease right they all gonna die yeah and then so this is the this is the tunnel ew sam ew warn me <laughs> he just scrolled down and it was creepy as hell and so these were ones that pictures that i found that are slightly interesting no 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 <laughs> no 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 they're not that freaky. Okay, I, I, there was a lot. I didn't, there were dead bodies that I just I didn't to show see you. this one. Okay, so, okay, dead bodies don't freak me out as much as ghosts. ghosts. So and so it's a picture and there's two photos and the first photo <gasps> is like has a hallway and it zooms into a little area where you can see just around the corner. It looks like maybe like a small child or something or maybe maybe like a, like a young man is peering around the corner. Yeah, you can't really determine how tall it is, but <gasps> you can see like an eye. <gasps> Yeah, like, you can clear, clearly see, like, half of, like, an eye and nose. It's pretty freaky. I told you I hate things peering around corners. <laughs> I shivers. And then in the next picture, it, for me, it seriously looks like Casper the fucking ghost peering around that corner. It looks like a cat standing on two legs. Yeah, I could see that. It's, like, like almost like a clear, foggy thing. Yeah, but it's I can totally creepy. see what you mean by Casper. Like, there's his face, there's his arm. Yeah, what I see is, I see here, this is the cat's face, this is the cat's arm. Do you see it? You see what I mean? I do. But that one's still creepy because what could possibly have two eyes like that? Yeah. It's disgusting. Because it almost looks kind of alien-esque. If you look it does look alien-esque. Like the, the eyeballs look like like ovals, but they're like slanted, like you typically see like an alien. Yeah, or, or like our renditions of aliens, but... Yeah. 
That's icky, icky. I just opened the Microsoft Word. <laughs> Good job, Sam. Okay, but so all those pictures we just talked about are going to be up on Instagram. At Mysterious Anything. Mm-hmm. Check them out because they're creepy as hell. I think they're not that creepy, but okay. Joe thinks they're very creepy. Okay, but that one of the guy with this... <laughs> It's it's icky. Okay. I've also just known about this place for years and years and years, so it's like not like a new thing to me. I also like haven't really been looking at pictures of creepy things because creepy. Understandable. They they get me scared, man. Understandable. But, yeah. but so that's pretty much the end of it. We're gonna wrap it up. Um, we know this was a very long episode, especially compared to the last one. Um, we appreciate you guys sticking around with us. Yes, you did. We definitely just want to keep it kind of how it is. I don't want to do too much editing because I feel like... There's a little bit we have to edit out because... Because uh, we might have screamed a little bit because we got scared by a cat, which you won't hear, but we know what we're talking about. It was just I'll very loud. I'll save the loud. clip to show, to show people. Yeah, we'll upload the clip to Instagram or, or maybe like not, that. depending on how I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> depending if Sam hates her scream or not. Yeah, I've never heard myself scream like like an actual true scream. Bruh, that was like bloody murder <laughs> really? scream. Yes. Yeah. I don't really remember it too much. I kind of blacked out. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my goodness gracious. Well, that's really it. So go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at Mysterious Anything. Um, you can go ahead and listen to our podcast um, on Apple Music, Spotify. I don't think it's on Apple Music yet. I thought it was. Uh, who cares? If it's not on there yet, it'll be there on there eventually. Just just look it up. Yeah, just look it up <laughs> on whatever you stream on. And if it's there, if it's there. If it's not, if it's not. Sorry. Um, and then, yeah, that's really Just it. make sure you, like, hit play before you go to bed. And then, like, keep yeah, it looping. Yeah, and then keep it, keep it on loop while you're sleeping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay, well, we're going to end it there. So, thank you. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, hella proud of you. Have a ghostly night. Yeah. I hate myself, too. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.